And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and today we have episode 130 of the Cinemania World Show. It's the show we talk all things movie and television news. Before we get started with all our news today, I am joined by some guests from the Cinemania World team. First, we have from Candid Cinema, we have Manda. Manda, hello. Hey, yo. Welcome back. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you had a brain. Just like, you good? What's, what's I up? did. I had a, I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I thought I could hold the O for longer, but my breath gave out. It was fine. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good to be back. Uh, I've been podcasting all day today, so it's been uh, it's been fun. I'm happy to be here with you guys. I cannot do shows anymore with this. It's just... <laughs> Every week, <laughs> always something. We are always. We are also joined from the Cinemania World team, Geekly Goods. Leo, hello. How are you? Hey, <laughs> you had to. <laughs> had What's to, going man. on, um, What's going on? How are I'm you? I'm good, man. Good to be chatting some Marvel and movies. Taylor Swift seems to be in every corner of the planet now. So we'll be talking about her too. Cool. Yes, sir. Uh, and lastly, we are joined uh, from the Cinemania World team and film poses. We have Josie. Josie, hello. Just hey, y'all. Here. Happy to be here. <laughs> How you doing, Josie? Everything good? <laughs> I'm good. Okay, good, good. Uh, very good to hear from you all. We we do have a lot to get into on our 130th episode for the World Show. Woo. We are going to start. Mm-hmm. We are going to start. With this big Marvel news that came out today regarding uh, Daredevil: Born Again, but before we get into Daredevil, they we have we got reports today from Hollywood Reporter that they that they are going to be overhauling their TV production, uh, and there's just a lot to get into regarding what they're going to be doing. But it looks like they're just cracking down on their television. They completely scrapped what they filmed. For Daredevil, they Daredevil Born Again. Apparently, they just didn't like what what they were doing. I saw things like Daredevil doesn't get a suit until like episode six or something like that, and uh, storylines. Okay, so then storylines were just not working out, and they just wasn't a fan of it and stuff. So they're completely scrapping it, and now they're going to focus on. Uh, hiring now this is going to make you laugh they're going to focus on hiring showrunners what (laughs) so you didn't hire showrunners beforehand anyway uh we spoke about this a long time ago we said like what were the issues with marvel and their tv and one of the big things was was that the shows feel like long movies and you have your few exceptions. A lot of people are saying WandaVision. Some people are saying low-key. I don't agree with the low-key aspect of that, but we'll get into that. And uh, yeah, so it looks like some of their changes, uh, you know, they, they they see all the criticism for their shows. There's a lot of internal criticism. So now the shows will have proper showrunners that write pilots and show Bibles, and they will have a focus on the multi-season serialized TV rather than a limited series for every single character or whatever, like how they were doing. 
And yeah, so we'll get into some of the Daredevil stuff in a minute, but I wanted to go through just the big TV overhaul and just get thoughts on that because I thought that was a bombshell from today. I did not realize they were they were thinking about doing this. It kind of came out of nowhere, but you can kind of see the writing on the wall with how they were with how they were kind of scrapping everything and keeping everything on hold. Like Ironheart was pushed to 2025, which is kind of insane. And uh, yeah, so let's go get you guys stuff. Start with you, Leo. Just your thoughts and anything else you've heard regarding this big TV overhaul. Um, are we talking just the overhaul? Are we talking Daredevil as well? We'll, t- we'll talk the overhaul now, and then we'll get into we'll, we'll get into Daredevil. Okay, yeah, <clears throat> I think this is a fantastic idea. Go ahead and start fresh. Overhaul this because you should not have film executives executives running your TV universe. That's just not the way things should go. I mean, I know me and Josie has said it a little bit earlier in the group chat. We've written for TV and film. They're two completely different mediums. You need people who are showrunners, TV people on TV shows. I know they want the same effects and and gravity and, and interest and the same level as their movies, but there's a reason these have felt like movies and this is it. This is the big reason, the big like, oh, that's why these feel like movies for the most part. And Mm -hmm. it's unfortunate that it's been going on for what feels like a long time. And I do feel that WandaVision and some of the other shows feel pretty episodic, but for the most part, they have felt like chopped up movies like Miss Marvel that took a dip a little bit in the mm-hmm. middle of the show where it completely changes and we, we go out of the country and it's like, well, wait, I, I thought we were doing the high school thing. So mm-hmm. all these shows that take these drastic turns is because they're written like movies and we got to get back to having actual shows like the Daredevil Netflix universe, even for all the stuff that those got wrong, at least those felt like TV shows. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. some of the seasons yeah, weren't right. as strong, but it felt like a collective TV season. So mm-hmm. I think they got to focus on making TV shows. Like, stop with the wanting to make them like the films. Stop with the wanting them to feel like an MCU film. These need to feel like TV shows. And what the Netflix shows did even better than the D-plus shows is they felt very self-contained. They mm-hmm. felt just kind of like they were running around in their own street-level universe I want that back. And if that means we got to nuke Daredevil and start from scratch, more than happy to wait. But spending $150 million and then coming back and saying, well, you know, we got it all, but let's go mm-hmm. in and do some reshoots and edit like it's a YouTube video. That's not the way to go. Mm-hmm. I also think this confirms those, you know, there were like rumors years ago about how some of them like, the movie execs felt about the TV, the TV shows and how, remember how they, they like, I don't want to like misquote, but like they got rid of one of the TV guys for Marvel a couple years ago, like back in like 2019. And then they started, this is when they started like canceling all those Netflix shows and stuff and then not doing agents of shield and stuff like that. And uh, cloak and dagger was on, you know, ABC family and stuff. And I think for a long time, they really overlooked the, you know, TV as a medium. And I think when Disney Plus came along, they thought, okay, so we we got to do TV shows, but, you know, we're, I mean, look how we're killing it with the movies. 
sure the TV shows are not going to be that fine. Just, just get, just you know, just make make these movies a little bit longer and cut them in like six and call it a little a limited series. And I really think what happened is that they're paying for that consequence because so many of these shows they just they would just end after like a sentence, and I'm like, what is going on? Like, I, I, I the first example I saw of this was Hawkeye, and like it was the scene in the first episode when he see him and him and Kate Bishop are like together and he says something and it's supposed to make you make you with the idea of like, Oh, what a cliffhanger, but it's not, it's like an end of a sentence. And then they just move on and they go to credits. I'm like, what is going on? And then it just starts from that, from that moment and it kind of just continues. So there's little moments like that. And even in low key, like low key kind of to me feels like a long movie, a good long movie, but it does not it does not feel episodic. I think the only show that felt episodic to me at first was probably WandaVision at first, but then towards the end it felt like it was wrapping up like a movie. Even the finale and stuff felt very third act MCU. So I'm glad this is all going down. Uh so let's go to you, Mando, your thoughts on the overhaul. I mean, it just sucks that it had to happen to Daredevil after everyone was like hashtag save Daredevil for like the longest time because of Netflix. And I feel like the character has been put through the ringer after the whole Netflix situation. So it sucks that it happened to this particular show. Um, but I agree that if, you know, they have to start from scratch and do it properly, I think that's wise at this point because they're, they're in like a very tough situation, uh, Disney as a whole. So I, I just think that the whole six episodes we've complained about since like day one and unfortunately mm. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is the one that suffered first um, <laughs> in that case, uh, which breaks my heart. But um, I feel like they thought that they were offering something different for their streaming service. Uh, by saying like, it's going to be like six episodes. It's going to feel like a movie. It's going to feel like a movie constantly that they just didn't grasp what a television series consists of. Mm -hmm. Even if it is a limited series, I still think six episodes with the stories that they were trying to tell in each season that we've got, uh, we've gotten for each character or show. I just think that they did not flesh out the story well enough. Um, and not that I want to like mention the CW, but like, the Flash was on for 10 seasons. Arrow had six seasons. And even if the shows were like, they weren't the greatest, they still followed that structure. And I think a lot of the DC shows did well because even if they were filler episodes, you still had an episodic structure. Uh, so I think mm -hmm. that was the difference, but it was the point that they were selling movies, feeling like movies in six episodes. And that's just not the same structure. So they struggled with that. And with each new show, especially like with Secret Invasion, apart from Loki season two, like getting to Secret Invasion was just like a struggle. And then watching Secret Invasion is like, we need to change things up. And I think the reception of that particular series just maybe got to them. I'm not, I don't know what, you know, happened in that case, but I think they're seeing mm -hmm. that there's a flaw in their structure and how they put this stuff out. Yeah, because Secret Invasion was like... I feel like they've been feeling it for a while because I'm trying to... I think... Is, is Secret Invasion the only show that we got this this year? I, I feel think like so. Loki's happening now. Last yeah. year... I feel like last year's probably when they probably started to feel it because yeah. Yeah. they just were getting hit with like 
criticisms for this and the way this ended and everyone loved the way miss marvel had started and then like episode four is like what is this storyline with with the what is going on and then you know uh she hulk took a really big hit for them as far as like critically and yeah. stuff so i and, and then the way it looked as well too so yeah i think i think they were st- they they started off on a high especially because yeah i think falcon went to soldier i think it was okay but i think it was still good enough to where they were like okay you know this is working wandavision was a big hit um you know loki was a you know seemed like to be a big hit especially the way that ended kind of leading into the stuff for 2021 as far as the multiverse goes but then i think 2022 is where they really started to get the get the blows of like okay what is going on with these shows and whatnot so uh lastly joe's josie your thoughts on the tv overhaul and just the thoughts of them getting some writers rooms and showrunners and stuff (laughs) i mean about time it's crazy that they weren't doing it from the beginning like the joke i made was like (laughs) gave me heartburn just to read the entire (laughs) article (laughs) um yeah because it explains why the shows have felt off or haven't entirely Mm. worked for most for most viewers i know that one that really disappointed me was moon Knight because i was very excited but you could tell that the structure was weird mm-hmm. and then it could be taken into consideration a standard tv episode needs four to five acts you can't work it through like they were treating the entire season as a three-act structure instead of looking at these episodes as four to five act structures mm-hmm. which that is insane <laughs> So you need that. You need that organization. You need a freaking show Bible. You need showrunners. You need writers, which again, with this new deal, hopefully there will be writers rooms for these shows because it's insane that perhaps we weren't getting that. Because I remember that was also a point of discussion when it came to Loki season one in terms of uh, writers rooms and who was actually writing the show and everything. Mm -hmm. But we'll see. Um clearly they have money to spend so if they can start from scratch then go ahead it's better than sending out into the world something that doesn't work because we will clown you I, yep. I, I so i've oddly enough seen this question online all day but could you explain to the audience what a show bible is i've just seen that comment on every single post regarding all this what's a show bible man and so <laughs> a show bible a it's show literally bible? like the bible of your show hence the name it has all the information it has character arcs from beginning to end for example i had to make a show bible for grad school and we Mm -hmm. were only asked to do the first three seasons so we needed to do entire character arc for those three seasons then you had to propose um potential character arcs for any further seasons of your show were to be renewed past three seasons you also have to do an entire summary of those three seasons so like go into detail per season of what should happen plot wise from beginning to end detailing Mm -hmm. through episodes so it's a lot of information it is literally the bible of your show and i know that that sounds redundant for me to just repeat it back to you (laughs) but it's just think of the bible like this is the new testament this is the old testament this is everything that has ever happened in life allegedly 
um, <laughs> that is what should be representative of your show that guides people, that guides every person that's working on the show, on the mm-hmm. set, especially your script supervisors, your uh, script coordinators, everyone in the room. And it allows you to either follow the structure as it was presented in the show Bible or be able to improvise beyond that. So it is very important. <laughs> it's not that you didn't have one to begin with. No, that Hearing again. You say heartburn, all that, it's like, heartburn. oh my god, you just you just you just winged it. For example, oh, like Christ. I literally like I would write my characters' traumas, where they were born, mm. like where they went to high school, how old they are, they had both their parents or not. You you it mm. you need to write everything. You need to have it gives you the skeleton for your entire show for your characters. Um, without that, it makes sense why some of these characters felt like paper. So paper thin. They are not multidimensional. They are just there. Yeah. So uh, with that being said, we'll lead right into the Daredevil stuff that was (laughs) going on today. Because this kind of led off of a Daredevil article regarding their, uh, you know, regarding the overhaul of the TV stuff and how they're cracking down on how it's all done. Was it the Hollywood Reporter one? It was the Hollywood Reporter one, yep. And, yeah, uh, I have it open, and they actually also release um, Marvel shows in order of which ones have been viewed the most, and Loki is number one. Oh, they have. So what's the list? So it is in this order from top to bottom. So we have Loki mm-hmm. at number one with 5.2 billion total viewing in minutes. Uh, then WandaVision with 4.8. Falcon mm-hmm. and the Winter Soldier, 4.2. She-Hulk with 4. Moon Knight 3.7, Hawkeye 3.5, Secret Invasion 2.6 billion, What If 2 billion, and Miss Marvel at bottom with 1. billion. Uh, I 1. am 8 really billion. shocked about the Miss Marvel one. Yeah, because... remember that is total viewing in minutes for anyone listening. Golly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we'll get into it later, but that's not a good sign for... Uh, we'll get into it, but uh, yeah. So a movie. I agree. I think it was Pat. I think it was Pat in the chat. Patrick. Uh huh. It should have been a movie. I think it would have. It, it would also oh, I agree. Have made more sense for the Marvels if it were mm-hmm. a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. So, Daredevil: Born Again. So basically, it's the eighteen. It was the eighteen episode series that they announced when did they announce born again last year leo at comic-con that we were at in 2022 wait they're I planning believe, on making i believe it was earlier than that <laughs> wait they're planning on making 18 episodes they were playing yeah they were playing yeah, without a show it. bible yeah well yeah, yeah. So, yeah so that's why at that comic-con they were heartburn. like <laughs> they, they were like it's 18 episodes of daredevil and initially last this was like 2020 was it 2022 okay this was 2022 so initially i was like oh, okay you know we'll see but after watching more and more of their tv i was like i cannot fathom an 18 episode series from them and then and i just what is it what is it gonna be like eight gonna be like three movies into like 118 I, I don't know it just did not sound like a good idea the more and more that we got from marvel's tv shows as of late so basically the head writers and the directors are getting replaced uh they are changing from a legal procedural to a more action-packed show like the netflix series which is a weird 
quote because the Netflix series was definitely definitely a lot of legal stuff in that. Um, and then some scenes are going to be kept. I did hear that the character, you know, keep the cast is still in place. Like so, no no one's like part is getting axed. So anyone's still worried about well, what about the Punisher? He's still in there. Uh, they're just gonna redo some things. And apparently, they yeah, they just wasn't they just wasn't happy with it. And uh, yeah, so we we did have details on what was the show gonna be about. I forget which account had the details, but I saw it earlier. But apparently, it was going to be they were gonna kill off Foggy and Karen, and it was gonna be about Daredevil dealing with that. And that would have made a lot of people upset. Um, I my thought is that I figure this was going to be like during the blip and maybe it was going to be about him after the blip and then you know them being gone i don't know and uh it says kingpin would have been the mayor and uh, i don't know uh so listen this is there's some people who are like upset about this like oh my god why would you do this this is daredevil i am totally i am totally fine with this if you if 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 it was bad and it wasn't making any sense I'm totally okay with you just restarting it. At least they're not scrapping it like a bad girl or something like that. You know how Warner Brothers didn't like it. And so they just like completely cutting it out of their slate and just, you know, putting it back on the shelf. At least they're not doing that. But I'm really curious as to what made them go, this is bad. If it's the costume thing that I saw, like, I don't think that's a big deal because I think season three, he, he has his costume on like once. And it's a great season. So I'm really, really, really interested to see, to get more info from this some sometime down the road to see what is it that really made them go, all right, we're scrapping all of this. And I'm really surprised too, because you would, I feel like this would happen to like one of the shows like Echo or something like that, but this is Daredevil Born Again. So I'm really, really surprised. Uh, Leo, any thoughts on the Daredevil stuff? Um, so I was actually actively a part of the hashtag save daredevil campaign back on my old Twitter account, rest in peace. Uh, so I've been very excited to see this finally return and <laughs> listen, say what you want about the Snyder cut, but I was more excited about daredevil coming back. So I was very ecstatic to see daredevil <laughs> again coming to life. But then I heard 18 episodes and I was like, okay, that's a little lengthy, man. So it was a little bit of like a mixed reaction because it's like, okay, we got 18 episodes, no Foggy and Karen. What's going on here? And I assume like you, like, yeah, it would take place either during the blip or maybe like shortly after. And I I didn't love the sound of the premise. I don't like the sound of them two being killed off. That sounds horrid. Um, so honestly, <laughs> them scrapping it all and actually putting some time and effort into this and bringing showrunners in to make it feel like it's a continuation of the Netflix daredevil. I love it. I love it. And if I'm not mistaken, the actress who plays Karen, Deborah Ann wall, I think she's available. I mean, last I was seeing her doing some interviews, she said she was available for the role again. So please mm -hmm. reach out to them, get them back in the circle, man. They're integral characters to the daredevil Netflix show. So get them back. Let's get back on track and let's 
chopped this down from 18 to a healthy 8 to 10 episodes because 8 to 10, yeah. sounded very, very overwhelming. And mm-hmm. I also noticed that the note also said he wouldn't show up in his suit till episode four. I don't know about that, fam. Like, I mean, every season of Daredevil, he's in that by episode two. So I don't know <laughs> if I was going to love him running around without the suit for four episodes. That sounds a little odd. Um, but four out of 18, I guess that's not so much, huh? <laughs> I mean, I, I feel like it's just like, it, it just, it depends on what you're going to do with it. You know, if you're going to do this grounded story of him losing everything and have to work it back up. But I understand because they, uh, the shows really got, they really started to get like a formula bad after like three, after like three shows, they would be okay, our our hero is not in anything at all for the entire series. And then, like, the last finale is, like, they get their suit and they're, like, powerful. And I was like, I don't know, dude. Like, Wanda gets her suit in the finale. Falcon gets a new suit in the finale. Uh, Hawkeye gets a new cardigan for the finale. <laughs> it was... That's fine for them, but Daredevil it was, like, was getting has, crazy. Like- Daredevil, who has like three seasons of TV, I don't need to see him evolve again. You know, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Need I understand. That. Like Miss Marvel got her suit in the finale. It was getting nuts. It was. I think the only people that already like had their suits throughout was like Moon Knight, and like She Hulk just turns green. And uh, yeah, everybody else is like finale. This is a suit. This is the big, the big battle, and that's it. And that's when they the shows just started becoming like a slog for me when they just became the same. So as far as for this though, uh, I really, I really wish for the, for the, I really wish they wasn't so afraid to just go back and get the other writers and showrunners from the original like show. I feel like a lot of times it's them going like, ah, well we can, you know, we'll do it our way. But like, if it's good and they're around and they want to return, I don't know. Cause they, they were mapping out a season four. I, I know you don't want to do a season four of that show and continuation of that. But at least I feel like they're the best people to work on whatever it is you want to work on. And I feel like if they were doing the show, you wouldn't have, you you wouldn't have had a scrap so much. So not even so much scrapped everything. So I, I just think it's weird and it, it's, it's strange. And now when is this shit coming out? Cause they have to refilm everything and, rewrite everything so what are we looking at 2026 i'm cool with that i'm cool with that yeah i'll wait yeah it's weird uh manda any thoughts on the daredevil daredevil uh news from today um i was in shock this morning i'm not gonna lie when i saw that Ooh. i was like are you are you like i'm just surprised because like i understand that i would want them to take more time obviously mm-hmm. i want that i want them to do it right i want them to have the same tone as the netflix show mm-hmm. um but I think that they need to just focus more even on the source material. Like it's a whole comic book volume. Like it's an entire volume. And mm-hmm. I think that they always loosely base the story off of it. And then they just completely stray away from it because they need connective tissue to the rest of the MCU. And I think that's one of their major flaws because it's, it's right there. It's right there. You have amazing source material that you can like adapt and it just, it doesn't make sense to me. So if they take mm-hmm. the time and they really do it as detailed and like nice and neat and polished, 
Um, I think that waiting is going to be fine, especially for some like the character of Matt Murdock. Like again, like I was a part of the Save Daredevil hashtag as well. Like I, I wanted him back, and I loved, um, I love that Netflix series. So I think that it also comes down to the fact that they they rushed all of these shows to get onto the platform. And we got like six shows in a year, which was like unbelievable to us. And now that we look back at it, we're like, maybe we shouldn't have had six episodes, like six shows back to back the way that they came out because it was just sure. It was like quantity over quality at that point. Um, so if they're like pumping the brakes and they're going to do it right, let's, let's just wait and see me. It's wait and see with every type of comic book movie at this point. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Show everything. Yeah. <laughs> it's true with DCU? everything. MCU, DCU, man. Like, I'm just sitting here Ooh. like, you know what? When it comes out, I'll watch it. I have no hype for anything anymore. I'm going to be honest. Like, they've been oh, yeah, dude, I got bag nothing. a lot. Yeah. I got nothing. I don't know, dude. So I'm like, Leo. Wow. Who uh, am I talking to? Yeah, man. I, I got nothing. It's fading. Got... It's, it really is fading. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I have. I mean, I think I have like the Batman See, too. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I literally I stopped Across getting excited for yeah. superhero films, and Spider Verse is like it's in its own separate yeah. place. Do not, yeah, do not put it here. Do not put totally. It here. Yeah, but, it's on um, level. So like, I was excited for that one, but in general, like live these live action spectacles that are being sent to the theater i stopped after multiverse of madness because boy was oh, disappointing <laughs> I, I also think that guardians volume three surprised many of us because we've been just so underwhelmed by everything that's been coming out well sorry leo maybe like 80 percent of us <laughs> 80 of one on the bottom <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think Guardians was like the surprise and we were like happy and then everything else is just like, it comes out. Yay. Woo. Sure. Guardians for me, <laughs> Guardians for me was still like, ah, MCU. Yeah. I don't know. I don't oh, know. damn. Yeah, dude. It's anything. Oh, I mean, anything. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I did it yeah. with Guardians 3 and I'm, I love Guardians. Oh. Yeah. Say it again. Say it again, Josie. I didn't like Guardians three, and I like the Guardians. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It's just it, it's the a lot of people like like Hannah on the live show is like, oh no, that's still you know, I that was like completely on another level. I'm like, eh, it's still MC. It still feels MCU. Everything still feels, even though it's like, yeah, you have the a director who will put their flavor on it and their their writing. I, I still look at it and I'm like. Uh no. So I I don't know. Deadpool, that movie ain't doing nothing for me next year. Captain hey. America Captain America four. Nothing. None of I these. I mean, yeah. From what I've been <laughs> hearing. Nothing. No, what you know how much I love him. It's just the fact yeah, that like yeah. it's overstuffed it's with character. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, so dude, I'm not looking forward to it. It's like everybody, but I'm hearing all the it's kind of how No Way Home was. But at least I feel like that's Spider-Man. So, like, you know, you can still make him the lead character. But, like, I feel like this is their way of we don't believe that this version of Captain America is going to sell. So let's put a bunch. It's the same way with Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness without all that shit, if it was just called Doctor Strange 2, would not have made that much noise like it did. It's like I don't think they 
I don't think they expect Doctor Strange himself to be that big and, and successful. It's because, hey, X Men multiverse, fuck, I don't know. It's yeah, I, that's exactly how I'm feeling about Captain America four. And who was the who was the group in that movie? Isn't it like it's everybody? Isn't it like they're he's got to go get the X Men medal from the the damn eternal in the ground. And then the red Hulk is also here with, it's just too much, but go ahead, Leo. That's, that's your stuff, man. I, I can't do it anymore. I'm all set. So I can't wait, brother. I'm excited <laughs> for the marbles. Y'all shoot. <laughs> I didn't even bring up the marbles, man. You're the only one to look at, look at these ticket sales. Anyway. Uh, so let's. I'm excited for the marbles. I'm just here <laughs> waiting for us to get a screening. Yeah. Oh, you haven't got one yet? No. You haven't gotten one yet? Oh, shit. No. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Y'all should, should be getting one soon because I have one. They can go ahead and keep that. See? And then they wonder why and why no one's seeing these. I'm excited <laughs> for it. I could, get, I could give you good publicity and look at you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Josie, do you have any, did you have any thoughts on the Daredevil stuff real quick before we move on? No. I already said my piece. Period. <laughs> okay uh real quick let's get into some some other stuff here this uh apparently from uh, there was a big dc kind of drama report yesterday and some of the some of the there's a bunch of stuff going on with like jason momoa and amber heard and stuff going on with them on set and jason momoa showing up this way allegedly and almost trying to get amber heard fired there's just a lot of stuff going on but from that article, we got some other nuggets that, like, he's in talks to be Lobo, and this is like my this was like the idea that I heard from when this whole thing was rebooting that I just think is so dumb. But the Lobo thing might be a thing, and he might be in Superman Legacy. And then also, it was confirmed in this article that the Snyderverse Justice League DCEU stars are not going to repri reprise their role. So that means, of course, we know Henry Cavill as Superman and Ben Affleck as Batman. Ezra Miller as The Flash. That's the best news for me. Uh, we don't got, who else? Cyborg. I mean, we already uh, presumed that wasn't going to happen. Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. So a lot of stuff going on, going on there. And... Uh, I don't think any of us is surprised. Any anybody surprised with this news, Manda, at all? I don't think. I think we all expected this. Oh, we definitely all expected this. I just think that the confirmation was necessary, I guess, because people kept asking Gun, like, who's staying, who's go, like, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just upset that Peacemaker's still here. Uh, but that's besides the point. Um, <laughs> I didn't. I did not like that show, fam. I'm sorry. I don't know how it's getting a season two. I'm sorry. We that's know. Just me. It's just me. Um, but I think that especially with like Ezra, I'm happy that he's not coming back or sorry, mm. they are not coming back for the flash. Um, I just think that having these movies come out now is just, it doesn't make any sense. And I've been saying this over and over again. It makes no sense because now nobody cares. And I don't think that Aquaman two is going to do well at the box office. I don't think it's going to do well. Um, with the fact that he's already in talks for Lobo, like it's a villain that no one knows either and no one's going to mm. care. And, like, I don't know. It, it, there's a lot of things that people are not going to care about moving forward. Um, I just hate everything that happened in the DCU. It was just, 
it's been a mess since like i guess 2017 it's been a disaster and it's just a train wreck that you can't stop looking at um but yeah like i said if i see it and i like superman legacy like i'm really excited for david corn sweat and uh rachel brosnahan i think uh you know they're gonna do well it's just the fact that like they're in hot water either way whether they're yeah. gonna rebuild and start from scratch or reboot and half reboot like it doesn't matter what they're doing it's the fact that they lost their audience i think at this point no matter what they do yeah i agree leo your thoughts on that as well regarding just just this whole the news of this dc once again a mess right? per usual a mess they what? always a mess i mean it just seems to be every single film there seems to come some kind of baggage that mm-hmm. for whatever reason could not be contained in the production process. So I'm not surprised that there's a mess going on. I it, them releasing that just makes me think they just really are ready to be done. Like you could just tell yeah, it feels like yeah. the energy is just like they we're they're ready to get this over with, get it out. But I'm I'm curious about that Aquaman box office. The closer we get, the more I'm like, huh, could it potentially surprise? And I'm not saying a billion, folks. I'm not saying that. But I'm saying, could we be looking at 400 mil? I mean, and and what I'm saying is, compared to the rest of the DCEU (laughs) movies that came out this year, that's a win for them. So if they hit like 400, 500 million, sure, that's not a ton of of recuperation of their money, but that's a win for them (laughs) going out. So, I mean... We'll see what happens, you know, when it comes to the Lobo stuff. I'm I'm looking forward to that, honestly, because he basically played a flamboyant Lobo in, in Fast X, and I really like the character Dante. So I'm excited to see what kind of energy he could bring to that role. I think I think it's more fitting of him, in, in my opinion, if you think of like a classical Aquaman, even though he really took that role and turned it and, and really get, made his own character out of it. I think that he does belong a little bit more as Lobo. So I'm down for that. I'm down for more Peacemaker, absolutely. Uh, and we'll just have to see how the DCU shakes out because the DCEU has just been a mess and a decline of a mess all the way out. And the best movie they've had in years, Blue Beetle, failed at the box office. So we'll see what happens. And Josie, lastly, any any thoughts on all of, on all of that regarding the DCU and the drama apparently behind? I don't Aquaman. know, man. I don't really follow DC that much, so all of this is out of my pay range. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have enough information to comment specifically on the Jason Momoa thing because I know that I know, that story like continues to that. develop. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And I have my opinions on that entire ordeal and that entire case. But here's to hoping it wasn't a toxic environment because I know that there have been some people saying that the production wasn't that bad. So I guess we'll just Mm -hmm. have to wait. But I hope that regardless, everyone's safe. Everyone is COVID-free. Everyone's hydrating. No one's (laughs) getting hurt. Everything's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So that's that's one of the things too, because that the going into the whole thing regarding the Jason Momoa and Amber Heard thing is like I know that article was a lot, so I was like, man, I don't know. We can go ahead and just talk about. Yeah, because I don't know who it was, but I know that someone shared in in the chat, I something that basically was saying about the psych like that is only something. Um, I had como se dice. Um, that that <laughs> report is what was said during a, a therapy session. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was me. Okay. Yeah, she basically shared those notes to a therapist. And I thought, A, that's pretty invasive for them to share that out loud. Yeah. B, I don't think it's being communicated in a way that we're interpreting it. Like, I think everybody's mm-hmm. interpreting it that she was pointing out that Jason was purposefully dressing like Johnny Depp. And it's like, well, they have the same style. In my opinion, it could have easily been a conversation of, he just reminds me of Johnny Depp. And for me, it's not good for me. So I don't know, but because I'm not Amber Heard, but it just yeah. seems like they took that and ran with it. And that was a little shady. Yeah. That's why I think we should take it with a grain of salt, considering tabloids and how they are, especially when it comes to this case. Because even everyone was just feeding off of it. And I mean, they're Netflix. It's Netflix releasing like that sh- docuseries the or something, right? Yeah. 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 And people are vultures when it comes to this case. So just let's take it with a grain of salt. And hopefully it wasn't the case because we can't lose another man. <laughs> we can't lose <laughs> another one. I'm still waiting. It's so awkward watching Loki because we still don't know what's happening with Jonathan Majors. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Let's get into some mailbag real quick to... To get, because I do want to finish these mailbag questions before we get off air. It is getting a little bit late. So, with that being said, we are going to go into our email bag here today. If you want to send us a question, it is cinemania2018 at outlook.com. You can send us a question anytime and it will be answered on air. This person here says thoughts on the Marvel's lackluster pre sales so far. I know it's only been out for a day as far as ticket sales, but do you think this will prove that CBMs are currently struggling? Um, I, so usually when tickets go on sale, I saw this question earlier today, this morning, actually, when I woke up, usually when tickets go on sale, uh, you would, especially for MCU, like no matter, I know people will say like, oh, but. I think no matter what the MCU movie is, usually there is a big chunk of an audience that that is like of seats taken on the app even after the first day. Like I won't say it's like a big like a big amount like where it's like Spider Man No Way Home and it's like full like the Taylor Swift tickets or whatever. But there's a good amount of tickets that'll get that'll that'll like get sold within the first couple hours first couple days and uh i think they went on sale on monday i don't know if it was yesterday or monday i'll someone can correct me but i think they went on sale they went on sale this week i believe and um apparently they're just uh, the pre-sales are not good right now and they're really low um and i don't know what this is gonna mean for the movie i'm not gonna ask you guys for like predictions or anything like that but as far as the question of do you think this means that all CBMs are currently struggling, I think there's can be some truth to that uh, because, you know, this year has been a very weird year, um, you know, box office wise when it comes to these movies. And uh, I don't think we haven't. This is like the first year in a long time where a comic book movie has not crossed that like $900 million mark. I'm not even talking about a billion, but like $900 million mark. I think this is, I think last year that happened as well. 
but it's it's weird when that happens because for so long they all, like all of them would would gross really high, especially the MCU ones. So as far as and then we know how the DCEU has been doing this year, and uh, so I don't know if this means all CBMs are struggling because you know we do I don't have think wins. It's just comic book movies though i mean look at the exorcist um believer which i know that a lot of people aren't liking it because i haven't seen it so i can't say but i trust you guys but if you think about it there were actually people excited for it Mm -hmm. yeah I, i also think especially with summer and honestly weirdly november these blockbusters are stacked up back to back you've got the marvels wish Ballad of Songbirds and Stakes and uh, Trolls 3. Now, people may say, ah, well, Trolls 3, but, but that's a family movie and people are willing to pay to have their family see something over, well, I can wait for the Marvels or Ballad of Songbirds later and we can take the kids to, to Trolls 3. I mean, it's just, there's too much coming out. You can't pay $30 a head four weeks in a row. There's so many blockbusters back to back to back that, yeah, there's going to be a lot of things falling by the wayside. Transformers didn't perform well. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, Elemental, it took a while for that one to kick oh, in. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, yeah. there oh, are a Mission lot Impossible. of big Mission hole. Impossible. Oh, yeah, Mission Impossible completely did that. I mean, <laughs> it's just uh, Indiana Jones. I mean, there have just been blockbuster after blockbuster doing poorly because they're all mm. coming out at the same time. Yeah, this sub this summer for me when it comes to that aspect was a disaster because every week it was like something, something, something. And I think uh I think it was like Little Mermaid. I was like, Oh, I wanna see it in IMAX. And you had to literally try to see it the first week. If you wanted to see some movies on like a big a big like display like Dolby or an I- IMAX, you had to get it the week it came out. Because the following week, something else will be taken in that spot. And uh, I think right after Little Mermaid, it was like Spider-Verse. And then right after that, it was like something else. And then right after that, it was The Flash. It was like nuts this summer. So I don't ever want to see that again. I think we need to space these movies out and uh, push some of these movies into the fall. Because, yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with that, Leo, as far as like... You know, there's been a lot of stuff coming out and Josie. So, uh, Amanda, any thoughts regarding CBMs? Do you think that the Marvel's pre-sale proves that they are struggling right now at all? Um, I think that they threw everything at us within the span of two years that people are starting to see the cracks with comic book films. Some of them, some of them have been, you know, fantastic and exceeded expectations. I'm not talking about like Spider-Verse at all here. Mm -hmm. Um, I just think that, people are starting to understand like what quality is, I guess, with these comic book films and they're not making them how they used to either. You can see the difference. Um, But I do agree. Like it comes down to spacing everything out. I think that the placement for the Marvels in November was a poor choice. I think that needed to be like at least a May release or something like that. I don't understand why it's dropping in November. Like sometimes it doesn't stick the landing, the November releases, depending on, I guess what it is, but I think this would have benefited like maybe even in March. Like they, I think they released Captain Marvel in March too. And that did well. So I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's the placement. Um, but I just, I think that people are starting to like complain more. And I remember after quantum mania, like 
people hated on quantum mania and i think that started you know like the audiences like they started to waver from there so i don't know it just it sucks but at the same time they need to change something mm-hmm. i agree okay let's do one more mailbag before we get off of here this person here says are any of you bracing the taylor swift train this weekend <laughs> no not me i refuse i don't want to see it i don't need to see it they can have their fun i just know that theater is going to be because i've been in the theater with like mario came out and i feel like this is just going to be nuts and i like to go to the theater like on the weekend you know and it's quiet and it's nice and and it's like it's like noon and no one's really there and i just go right in there's no line and then i come out usually depending on how long the movie is i come out around like three be close to four and i know if i go to the movies this week and do like a one o'clock showing two o'clock when i get out it's just i'm gonna be like it's gonna be like world war three trying to get out of that theater as of all the screaming raging fans and uh, i think i'm all set i think i'm all set leo you going or what can't do it uh i might pop through we'll see i don't know maybe they added more show times tomorrow too for people who are still trying to get in they they keep adding show times and if if you have eight hundred dollars laying around and you got a group of friends you can also go and see it rent a theater out on amc and watch it with uh with eight hundred eight hundred dollars so that is nuts josie i don't know if you have you uh told are you going this weekend yeah i fought i fought for tickets i'm going on the 15th (laughs) okay so what time is your showing is like an eight o'clock seven um no i have a 3 30 p.m showing in imax oh man i saw there was like i have my dress it's like a midnight (laughs) there's a midnight showing yeah there are previews on thursday so tomorrow too they they were just announced man are they showing it up there or what Listen, it is completely <laughs> sold out. I checked every single oh, theater. Just, it oh, whoa, <laughs> yeah. it's showing it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because she, she didn't decide to give us concert dates until, you know, literally she finished the other leg. So we thought she wasn't Ooh. coming. Our prime minister tweeted her. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> he has nothing else to do except tweet that specifically. <laughs> There's no shade there. There is a bit. Anyways, uh, yeah, it's completely sold out every single theater. They even added more show times. So, yeah, that's uh, what happened to me. So all everything was sold out immediately. So when I would go into AMC.com, it would show me showings in other states. And I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> why? Like 8,000 miles away. And I'm like, what is this? And then I gave up. A friend of mine found this tickets for a regular screen on the 13th and like another mm-hmm. theater. But I really wanted the AMC Lincoln Square IMAX because that is the biggest IMAX in the country. <laughs> and is then, it really? I, yeah, in the country, in the country. Oh, uh, I saw uh, Eternals there, and it was uh, Spiritual Awakening. But anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, so is it nothing. Square thirteen. Yeah. Lincoln yeah. Square. 
don't make me come to New York to just to watch an IMAX movie. Yeah. I love me some IMAX, dude. So, Debating like, watching Killers of the Flower Moon there. Oh, shit. Yes. Man. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, eventually they added more screenings, so I'm going to that 3.30 one because I was like, you know what? I want to be back home at a good hour. Yeah, I yeah, because isn't that thing like three hours or something like that? Yeah. Four hours? Oh, yeah, God. so imagine watching it at night. <laughs> yeah, it's a midnight showing. I mean, you're not getting out there until... I mean, they didn't have midnight showings for like Endgame and stuff. Me and Alex I actually went to a midnight showing of Endgame opening night because we didn't, we couldn't get tickets because there was so many sold out. And surprisingly, we all stayed up and it was good. So, I mean, power to all y'all going out to brave the storm this weekend. I will be at home with my It's going to be fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Y'all have a good time. With that being said, everyone, that's it for this episode of the Cinemania World Show. Really appreciate you guys all for listening with us here today. And I'll go around, get everyone's social media. So I'll start with you, man. I'll let everyone know they can follow you. Yeah, you guys can always follow me over at AMX ND Reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. You can check out my website, CandidXCinema.com, and my YouTube, Candid Cinema. All right, and Leo. If you guys are on YouTube, go ahead and ter- uh, type in Geekly Goods, guys. You'll see a logo with two Gs and me. Come on over, y'all. Let's talk some geek. Guys, we got some goodies around the corner, so come on over to the channel if you're on YouTube. And then if you are on any other social media platform, Twitter, TikTok, Threads, Instagram, X, all these other ones, any of the other ones, y'all, at Geekly Goods. Come on over, and we'll see you there. All right, everyone. And Josie, oh my God, I'm sorry. Jesus. <laughs> Josie. You can find me at the Josie Marie on Twitter and Letterboxd. And also, just a little plug, Film Posers is now on Letterboxd. So you can follow us at oh. Film Posers on Letterboxd. So do you guys have to come up with an own with your own score? Like you have to kind of average it out as far as scores and stuff? I think right now, I literally made it today. So the focus is going to be on <laughs> making lists. Uh, to accompany our oh, episodes right. so just a little sneak preview our next episode is bad bunny songs as films so we're gonna make a <laughs> list fire putting <laughs> songs as films yeah okay. so you know the life is about good pairings wine and cheese <laughs> breakdowns and ice cream and bad bunny and film <laughs> bad bunny and film Nah, Melter though jesus christ anyway Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Twain. You can follow me on uh, X at Cinemaniac94. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemaniac World. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. We are we do we we don't okay, question before we get off air for Josie. You ain't like trying to review this like Taylor Swift thing, right? We, like, no. We <laughs> okay. I mean I probably I've have to review some it reviews for I've HCA. Okay. How do you review? Okay. All right. Uh, you guys are joining us. My name, grade. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Wayne. That was Josie, Leo, and Amanda. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye bye.